You're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast, the series that helps to make motherhood easier, one podcast at a time. I'm your host, Natasha Suttle, mum of four, midwife, educator, terrible housewife, and huge advocate for ditching the mum guilt. Find advice for all your motherhood questions from birth onwards. So here we go, let's get into it. Today, I am interviewing the lovely Megan Hillica. I will say now that this episode comes with a trigger warning as it deals with the loss of a child and it's going to be honest and really real. Megan is a grief coach. She's the host of the Grieving Mums podcast and she's a mother who has so tragically lost her own child, her beautiful daughter at 15 months. This episode was super important to me um, to have Megan come and explain what she's now doing in this area of grief, to have other mothers listening who have potentially lost a child themselves hear her lessons, her message, you know, what she has here to share with us today and how to go about the healing process. And for anyone listening who's offered, who's wondered how to support a loved one potentially through this unimaginable kind of loss, this is a really important episode to listen into. This episode is going to be powerful, tear-jerking and real. And first things first, I need to welcome you, Megan, to this podcast and thank you so much for um, joining me and chatting to me. I am super honored that you're here today. Thanks, Natasha. I really appreciate you letting me come on your podcast and then just being open to talking about this subject, which can be really heavy, but it's such an important subject. So I really appreciate your openness to talk about it. Oh, no, I think so many people are going to just walk away with just a new insight and just some more, you know, support and methods and yeah, very important. I'm going to get straight into it for people just so they can kind of get an idea of your story and our conversation today. So the first thing I want to discuss with you and hear about is what drew you to now working in the area of like grief coaching and counseling for people? Yeah, I remember sitting in my own like grief therapy sessions. I remember sitting there and thinking like, I really want to help people someday with this. Like, I know I'm going to learn how to live with this. I know, I know, I know, I knew deep down that I'm going to figure this out. But I had originally thought maybe that the only way that I could would be through like going to school to be a therapist and do counseling and I did EMDR in my therapy, so doing that training. And then as time has gone on and I've learned so many tools on my own grief journey that have helped me in terms of like navigating emotions and thought work and all of these things that have really changed my life and my grief journey and how I view grief and how I can support others in grief. It's really just changed the way I see it and allowed that really just me being like, I can help others through that. Like just really taking ownership of that and owning that. I have walked through something super horrific. I have lived with something that I I don't honestly wish on anybody else. But I have also found like a sort of, you know, like a life after loss, ability to have joy and hope and laughter in my life, which felt really At one point in my grief journey, I didn't know that was possible for me. So now as a grief coach, I'm just really able to shine a light for other people and to help guide them on their own grief journey because it's all a unique path. We will all go through it in a different way, but there's just so much that 
I can help be the guide for them on their grief journey. I think especially for you when you are supporting, you know, other parents who have been on this journey, as you say, you have been there. So you're not giving advice based on not having ever experienced it yourself. So the support that you would give people would be completely from a place of actual understanding. Like people often express that they're sorry for someone's loss and that they can't imagine what it feels like. You can imagine what it feels like. So you being there as that support would be such a huge pillar of strength for people because they know that you know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And it's, there's something like it's very difficult to describe like the depth and the length of child loss grief. And it's hard to explain that to somebody until like you lived it yourself. And I always tell people that like when I'm talking with another mother who has lost a child, it's almost like you can talk without words. It's like you're speaking on such a deep level. You don't even have to explain it. You just understand. So there's something so powerful about being understood in your grief and knowing that you're not alone. And so that's so a huge thing that I offer to my clients. And that's what I can do for grieving moms, which is super helpful. Oh, and that would be so powerful for someone living that experience to know that also to see that you've for want of a better terminology you know you've been able to walk through it and come out the other side like you've been in all those you know ups and downs and those low 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 lows that you would have gone through but now here you are trying to help others on their journey like it just shows that progression of your own journey of grief as well so other people would also take comfort in knowing that your advice you're giving is so real so I think it's so, so important. I mean, I guess on the topic, again, of advice, and when I was thinking of this question to ask you, I was just like, I don't even know if, how, there's so much to it. We could talk for hours on this one topic. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> is very oh, a very deep topic. It is. And I was, when I wanted to say, like, I want to know, when you're talking directly to mothers who have experienced grief, and I was I. I want to say, can you give like your best piece of advice on getting through each day? I probably know there's a hundred things that you probably need to tell people in order to get through the day. But is there something that sticks out as kind of like one of those things where you always make sure you try and encourage people or if they could only commit to memory, one thing that you've told them to help them through the day? I know there's probably a hundred. Yeah, I just have a million going through my head right now. I'm like, the biggest one that I say often to people is there's no words obviously that can take away your pain. When I'm talking to somebody, like I can't say anything that's going to make this better. It just is. And that that's like painful part of it. But the thing I always say is like, be gentle on yourself in your grief. You're hurting really bad right now. You're in a very, very deep space of pain. And a lot of times we judge ourselves in our grief, not only allow other people to judge us, but we judge ourselves. And so really just come to yourself from a place of love and compassion in your grief and allow you to allow yourself to grieve in the ways that you feel are best for yourself. Like a lot of times we think, you know, because society says it's a certain way or because somebody else thinks that you don't have the right to grieve in a certain way, like just throw all of that out the window and grieve in your own way. Like don't judge yourself. Don't compare your grief journey to other people. I think grief is a really selfish time. I spent, like after child loss, it's such a selfish time of taking care of your grief and taking care of yourself in that time and coming to yourself from a place of love. Oh, I love that because I think that 
a lot of, I mean, life in general, whether it's motherhood, whether it's life in general, we often find ourselves, especially as mums, so judgmental in ourselves and how we deal with certain things and how we should deal versus how we do deal. And I can only imagine that it's even escalated further, like you mentioned, with regards to feeling judged on our journey or feeling like how we should be doing it or where we should be at versus, like you said, being gentle and actually just taking the journey where it takes you and not judging yourself or letting you know having any don't let anyone else's judgment either into the journey that you're going on Mm -hmm. yeah there's one other thing that I actually want to say as well is that allow yourself to feel the emotions of grief so often we don't want to it seems like maybe if we get rid of this grief everything will be better but the only way like through grief is through grief. There's no way around it. If you think of it like a big, huge mountain, the only way is like up the mountain. There is absolutely no, you you can't go around the mountain. You can't, it's horrible, but it's the only way to get to any sort of life after loss is allowing yourself to move through grief in whatever way that looks for you. But basically it's processing the emotions and the thoughts that come up with grief. And again, another, like when you were saying that, I was thinking that's so true because for people often they would, you know, I'm sure you would see it or hear it often too with people trying to work out how to get around it or get, get, just get to the end or, but you don't, you need to work your way through it. And however long, you know, however long and up and down that journey is, it's going to be a journey and you can't avoid it. You know, it is, that Mm -hmm. is the path that you're on to go, to go through and to heal from. Another, um, area again where there's probably so much to it birth and new babies and you know growing your family after loss must be ridiculously tough like it it must a mixture of fear and excitement and then loss and then grief all over again I can only be not even begin to imagine what would you recommend for mums in the situation on a journey of actually, you know, being pregnant again or having a baby after having lost a child? Yeah, there is a lot of anxiety wrapped up in pregnancy after loss. Once you experience loss, pregnancy is never the same again. So there's almost like this little bit, not jaded, but kind of view of it. There's like a you want to love this baby, but you're scared to love this baby. You want to believe that you're going to be able to have a healthy child, but you're scared that that's not going to happen. Like there's so many polarizing emotions. And then you're also wanting to love this baby, but you have a baby who's gone and you're wondering, can you love them both? And there's just so much going on in there. And I have had three children after my daughter Aria died and It can be intense, but there's definitely ways of like working through your thoughts and paying attention to your thoughts and like really just choosing to love that baby. And the thing is, you're never going to forget your child who has died. A lot of people kind of think that, okay, you're going to have a baby. Now that's going to heal you. Like other people think that that new baby, the rainbow baby that people call it, is going to kind of take away that grief and fix it and make it all better. And you're going to, you know, we don't need to talk about that rainbow baby or the baby who's gone anymore because you have this rainbow baby and everything should be good. But in reality, you're juggling so many emotions and you are still grieving no matter 
you know what, you're still grieving that child who's gone and you are loving the baby who's here. So you can do both. And a lot of people think that like it's time to move on or it's time to forget because you have this new baby to love. But there is just so much anxiety and fears and worries that come with that. And I just think it's something that it can be normal and it also can be supported and you can work at supporting yourself. One thing that I had talked with another mom who said to herself that she's pregnant until proven otherwise. Like that was something she chose to think, you know, like I'm pregnant until I'm proven otherwise, because otherwise you can start to worry about what if and what if and all these other things. But she just kept that mantra in her head. And that kind of helps you like focus on, okay, well, I'm, you know, I can't, you worry, but if, I don't know, it's just such a balance of anxiety and then trying to be in the moment, I guess. I haven't been through it myself, but I have supported women through a pregnancy or birth after having lost a child before. And one that sticks out in my head so, so vividly was a mum who had lost her first baby in labour. So in labour, she had lost her baby. And then two years later, I wasn't involved. I didn't know her in the first pregnancy. And two years later when she came and I looked after her for her delivery for her, you know, her second baby. And when she went through the labor and, you know, she was in her zone and I know in the pregnancy she'd had, you know, ups and downs, like you talked about the anxiety, the grief, the excitement, the worry, like just everything. And when she went through the birth and when she delivered the baby, she just let out this almighty, I can never forget it, this wail of a cry. And she said afterwards that it felt like all the grief rushing back mixed with the excitement, but she said that nothing, she in her whole grief journey, she had never experienced anything as powerful as when she delivered this next baby and this like wave of grief just came over her because it was all just coming back to her again as well of now having this new baby. So like she said, I can't describe it, but I remember being there and just being so overpowered. And I think there wasn't a dry eye in the room and it was just this watching her grieving, but thankful at the same time, if that makes sense. It was just yeah, very powerful. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I think until you experience it or you see somebody else experience, it seems so crazy that you can do both at the same time, but you can. You can have two completely opposite emotions like that just overwhelm you in the same moment. It was amazing to watch in the light of the fact that if someone had explained it to me, like you said, and I would have been like, oh, how does that, you're either happy or you're sad or you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. grieving or you're excited. Like it's it, until seeing it, I was like, I know I can see what she's feeling right now. It's just written all over her emotions and her cry and her face, you know, it's just such an, a powerful moment. And I, I know that I've um, spoken with mothers who during their pregnancies, when they have lost a child and like you say, pregnancy is never the same again. They're not mums who are going through a pregnancy. You almost have a naivety as such want for Mm -hmm. a good or you've had any kind of loss. And it's like, you're pregnant, you get past the 12 weeks and your baby's fine. So you carry on, you have a baby, you know, you have a child, that's how it goes. And when you've experienced, whether it's, even if it's miscarriage or if it's stillbirth or if it's, you know, infant loss or child loss, you have a completely different outlook on pregnancy and having a child from that moment on. And I've worked with women who exactly that, their pregnancy is very much a case of 
I'm trying to be positive here, but it's different. You can never get back that naivety you have before you go through and experience, you know, something like you have. Yeah, for sure. It definitely changes and it's a different pregnancy and something that I guess I would offer as well is like we could really get caught up in that like, you know, this pregnancy is different than it was before and get kind of frustrated and angry about that. And something that maybe we could all work towards that or, you know, if I could offer to somebody who is going through this is like, yeah, it is different. And this is your pregnancy now. And this is the way you experience pregnancy now. And when we keep wishing for, you know, a pregnancy that doesn't have this, it's just really causing a lot of suffering to them. So just to really try to embrace this pregnancy as it is with this layer of loss, I feel like loss kind of and grief kind of like covers my whole life now. I wouldn't say it's a, in a bad way, but it makes me view life through a different lens. And so now when I'm viewing it through this lens, this is what I see. And so when you can maybe more embrace or accept that you view life through that lens, that's when it, it maybe gets a little bit easier and you cause less suffering to yourself in your life. That makes sense. I mean, I can imagine you, everything just looks different from that moment onwards. Everything would look completely different as far as life goes. Recently, I interviewed a clinical psychologist with regards to birth trauma. And one quote that she had that absolutely stuck in my mind, and I thought about it again um, when you were talking about, you know, it's a different pregnancy and, you know, all of that emotions that go with it, is a quote that she said she often gets people to repeat to themselves when they're really anxious in a subsequent pregnancy after going through trauma is that different pregnancy, different baby, different birth, different outcome, and just repeating mm -hmm. those same four things because no matter what the trauma that they've come through from birth, you know, whether it was loss or whether it was just a traumatic birth or whether it was PTSD or what's going on, trying to remind yourself that it's different, you know, this is different and you need to focus on the fact that it is a different pregnancy. It is, gonna, you know, a different outcome and just trying to keep your mind moving forward, if that makes sense, rather than being caught repeating and, you know, repeating what's happened previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's always um, stuck in my head too, since you said it. I guess um, during your own journey of grief, what support or advice do you wish you were given when you were in those early days? Is there anything now you look back, now you've got, you know, this experience with helping others and coaching them through, what do you wish that you were given? I feel like I, I actually had a lot of support in my grief journey, but I think something that is super helpful in the beginning is like just knowing that like if you imagine like your grief is like this empty slate in front of you and as you go, you start to paint this picture and you don't know what your grief is going to look like. And that's kind of what's so terrifying about it is because you don't know what lays ahead of you in your life. And it always feels like it's going to stay what you have at this moment, but it just changes and it morphs as you continue to paint your picture of your journey of grief. But I think just allowing your grief experience to be what it is, like just let yourself grieve in the way that it comes up and feels right for you. And I guess something that was people had asked me a lot if I was going to therapy or whatever. And I just think getting support from 
someone who can help you is huge and so important. And that's something that I'm grateful I did. I don't necessarily have anything that's like, I wish I had the support and I didn't because I was really blessed with that. But just really, sometimes you have to be your own advocate in your grief, which is really frustrating when you're so exhausted and so tired out from your grief already. But just like deciding that, you know what, I need support and help and I'm going to get it or like deciding that what everybody else says, if somebody tells you you shouldn't be angry and you're feeling anger, just allow yourself to express and process your anger in a healthy way rather than shoving it down. Like just allow that expression of grief to be in whatever way it is. And that's something that I think I learned along the way. So maybe that would have been helpful to hear right in the beginning. But I learned that as time went on, I guess. Yeah, and it is so important to have those support networks and that support around you. So in your situation, it is so brilliant. And, you know, it would have been such a massive help and shoulder to cry on, you know, someone to lean on, having those support networks. And I just feel for those mothers that potentially don't have that same network and they were probably, like you said before, the ones that need to really be able to, in that exhaustion, put their hand up and try and find more support or try and find more help. But it must be just so hard when you're you're amongst it, you're buried by this grief to, to be able to do that if you don't have good support networks already around you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's something that like I want to do with, you know, my coaching is to be available for everybody, but especially for those moms that don't have those people around them, because I think we all need support in some way, like grief and child loss is absolutely devastating to your life. Support is huge. And so I know I don't take that for granted that I had, and I still have a lot of support in my life. But if we don't have support, if somebody doesn't have support, then there is support there. There is support around. There's Facebook groups. There's support groups. A lot of times, like in person that you can go to, there's so many things that we can do. And so just if you don't have support, just reach for support in some way. Like if you're not finding it amongst the people you know in person, just reach online, reach, go to support groups. There's so many options. And I hope there's just more and more as time goes on and more um, knowledge about how much, I guess, support we need in this type of space. Absolutely. And like you say, there's, there's a, a, things or options around, whether it's online or in person, and it just takes that kind of raising of the hand and reaching out to say, I need more support and like being able, like with the work you're doing, to have more exposure and make it, I guess, less taboo almost to talk about and go out there and mm-hmm. you know, support people and acknowledge and validate how people are feeling and have the support in place to help walk people through, especially if they don't have their own, you know, system around them in their everyday lives as well. I know that you're already doing so much in this field. And I guess I want to know when you look towards the future, what are your plans or goals or what are you working on with regards to how this looks for you in the future moving forward? Yeah, there's so many things that I would like to do. For now, I have a group grief coaching program. So I'm working with a small group right now, but I would like to 
get more skilled in that and navigating that group type setting. And so I'm doing that. And I dream of doing like grief retreats. Right now that feels a little bit overwhelming. So I'm just taking one step at a time. And, you know, as I keep going along, just adding more to what I can do on my plate. But for now I am doing coaching and then group coaching and my podcasts. And just, I just think having this space of providing a space of support and hope and encouragement for grieving moms is a really big gift that I'm really honored that I can do it. Like I love doing it. I love seeing the changes, especially in my one-on-one coaching with grieving moms in the way that they start to walk with their grief, like rather than fight it and they learn how to navigate it and know that they're not alone. So I really think in the future, grief retreats and I wonder what else is. I just have so many ideas and it's just how to... So which one do I pick first? <laughs> yeah. And so I just kind of think like I just take my ideas right now and go forward with them until, you know, something else starts to present itself. And yeah. It's and just, with the work you're would, already doing, oh. you'll be seeing the next step as well. You know, like you'll be working with people and thinking if I offered this, that would help. Or if I went, you know, in this direction, that would also help, you know, more people or different people. So I'm sure it's an ever evolving space that you're into with this work that you're doing with the woman you're already, you know, the other families you're already working with. Oh, for sure. And I think the thing for me right now, as far as I see it is like, I like the coaching aspect and supporting people emotionally. So for me, I think I'll always stay in this space of like, it's more um, mental, emotional support rather than any like product-based anything. I just really like changing people's lives in that way of like calming the turbulence inside. And so I think I'll just be diving more into how can I help people in a different way, in a deeper way. And really it's all about me constantly learning more myself. So like even though I feel very um, confident in supporting these women, I'm constantly learning how better can I support them? What else can I do? What else can I learn in order to support them in a deeper way? So that just excites me and keeps me going, I guess, to how, what else can I learn to support them better? And also, I mean, you're still walking your own journey of grief as well. So as that journey gets longer and longer, you're learning more about yourself and Mm -hmm. your own journey. So you're only going to be adding more value to what you're doing with this woman because you're getting further along the path. So you've got more lessons as well to put into that, how that journey looks. So I can imagine that yeah, you're just going to be doing so much amazing stuff and not just now, but in the future to come as well. So these women are so lucky to have have the support and the service that you do offer. I could ask you a hundred more questions. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you for that first. Yeah, I know there is a lot we could talk about with grief. Oh, Oh, absolutely. I guess with all my interviews, I always kind of wrap it up by saying to all my guests, you know, what are your top three tips for navigating motherhood? But I want with you to talk about if I was going to ask you your like top three quick tips, and I'm again, there's a, a million things that you could probably suggest, but with regards to not navigating motherhood, but actually navigating the journey that mums go on after losing a child, could you nail down 
three tips that you hope that anyone listening can just remember and walk away with for navigating that child loss journey? Yeah. So my three tips I think would be, it's kind of hard because I said already some of them that I would think is really just being gentle with yourself, um, allowing yourself to experience your grief journey and, but really getting present with your thoughts, um, how your thoughts create your emotions and how they can cause a lot of suffering, but noticing your thoughts and really you can do that through doing like brain dumps where you dump all of your thoughts out on a piece of paper every single night. And that can really help you kind of lighten the load or soften the blow of your grief. Another thing would be imagine that emotions are just energy. They're not good or bad. They're not right or wrong. They're just energy and the the normal response to loss that we all feel. And so just as you imagine that they're energy and they're not right or wrong or good or bad, it's just easier to allow those emotions to like flow through your body rather than fighting them. Like when we start to think that they're bad or wrong, we're like, oh my gosh, I can't feel that or I shouldn't feel that. But when you imagine that it's just energy and it's your grief, it's expressing itself and it just needs to come out. It's easier to allow it to flow through you and through your body. And the last thing I would say is as a grieving mom and someone facing the rest of their life with their child, it can be really overwhelming to imagine like, is my life over? Is this like, how am I supposed to live the rest of my life without my child? It's a really, really overwhelming thought. And as somebody who has lived some time without my child, I can tell you that it can change if you do the work and it can change if you allow yourself to grieve. But for now, wherever you're at, just imagine that you're like your lens of life. Right now, you're imagining the rest of your life without your child. And I just shrink that lens to what you can manage right now. So it might be the next minute. It might be the next day. It might be a week. It might be a month. Just don't imagine the rest of your life because the rest of your life, it doesn't have to stay this way that you are in this moment the rest of your life. So shrink down how far you look in your future to what you can manage. And like for sure, for in my grief journey, many times it's been seriously minutes. Like it's like, okay, can I get through the next minute? Okay, yeah. Can I get through the next, you know, hour? Yeah. So just bring it down to what is manageable for you in that moment. Wow, so that's, that's my yeah. three three oh. things. And like I could go on and on and on, but those are some that came to mind. That's so powerful. And I especially like the last one that you mentioned about even when you said it, it gave me like shivers up my spine when you said when you know you're imagining your whole life now without your child like that is consuming that is just Mm -hmm. I can't I mean I can't begin to imagine what that feels like but that would be for someone in that moment with that in mind that would be your whole life so I love the point you mentioned about focusing on just getting through like you say minutes and then comes hours becomes days you know and so forth because I think that's a massive thing that if people can keep that in mind, might help them just getting through the next chunk of time. So, oh, that's very, very powerful. Thank you. Thank you for those. I think that people will 
take so much from it. I mean, everything we've talked about has been so informative and I'm sure everyone listening, sorry, it's just taken so much from it, whether they're, it's their own journey or whether it's to support someone, you know, they love or they know going through this journey. I um, need you to tell people too, where can they find you online to get more? Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be people listening that are like, I need to see what she's doing. I need to listen to her podcast. You know, I need to get more of what she's doing. Yeah. First off, I appreciate you saying that. And I really hope that this encourages somebody like that they're not alone in their grief and that they're not going crazy and that there's so much hope for them. To find me, I my website is www.meganhillica.com. And like you mentioned in the beginning, I have a podcast called Grieving Moms Podcast. And then I also have a free Facebook group for Grieving Moms. And that you can find at www.meganhillica.com slash community. Beautiful. I'm sure that people listening that have listened to our conversation that now want to delve more into, you know, what you can offer and what you're doing. And like, especially like you talked about the community and, you know, in the podcast and just getting more of the um, information and support that you're offering. So thank you so much for sharing where to find you. Today's episode was one of the more, I guess, emotional, you know, heavier topics that I've talked about. And I thought it was so, so important that, you know, my podcast isn't just full of, happy stories and how to teach your baby to sleep better or breastfeed better or so forth. Like I, I needed to cover motherhood in general and motherhood also for some women, unfortunately, is also has loss in it of their children or their babies, you know, in pregnancies. So I thank you so much for coming on, for sharing an insight into your own story and the work you're doing. And so I just think it has been so powerful. So thank you so much, Megan, for taking time to talk to me today. Yeah. Thank you, Natasha. I really appreciate it. It's been a really fun conversation. I want to thank everyone who has tuned in and has listened and has, you know, taken something from it. I really encourage you if you have taken something from it and you have other people that you think may also benefit from this interview, let them know it's here, let them know they can listen in, share it and so forth. I think we just need to spread the word further and wider and make sure people know that they can reach out and get support. So thank you everyone for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Welcome to Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves. I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take-home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.